Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. allow that love come out and find expression what happens is that we now become salt of the earth we now become light of the world Jesus died for everyone he didn't die for believers or unbelievers he died for the whole world and God sacrificed him so that we can have life so the sacrifice that Jesus did is an ultimate sacrifice is a complete sacrifice it's complete it's complete second corinthians chapter 5 from verse 13 it says for if we are beside ourselves it is of it is for god or if we are of sound mind it is for you for the love of christ compels us because we thus judge that if one died for all then all died. And he died for all. That those who live should live no longer for themselves. But for him who died for them and rose again. One part of that video that touched me so much was the part where sometimes we feel like, God, you don't understand my pain. You don't understand what I'm going through. You don't, you don't have a clue of what's happening to me. My life has been this. My life has been that. Nobody understands me. But the very same thing that we think that God does not understand, he has been through it. Why? Because if he died for one, then all have died. That means he died for all. If he sacrificed for one, then he sacrificed for all. If one person is going through pain, that means he has gone through that pain for all of us. It says, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him any longer. We don't know him any longer. We don't know him any longer. The Bible in basic English. Let me read this to you. Very interesting. Same 2 Corinthians 5 from verse 13. It said, for if we are foolish, it is to God. Or if we are serious, it is for you. For it is the love of Christ which is moving us because we are of the opinion that if one has put to death for all, then all have undergone death. And that he underwent death for all so that the living might no longer be living to themselves, but to him who underwent death for them and came back from the dead. It says, For this reason, from, time, from this time forward, we have knowledge of no man after the flesh. Even if we have knowledge of Christ after the flesh, we have no longer such knowledge after him. What it simply means is that you and I have taken a position in Christ Jesus where our perspective of life, the way we see things, is how Christ sees them. That we no longer live for ourselves, but we recognize that 
we now live for other people so the way we go about our lives is so that others can be blessed we recognize that jesus is living through us for others that we are carrying jesus on our inside so that other people can be better so we don't castigate people we don't put down people we let love show because we've received the same love that the father has so we no longer know people after the flesh yes he did this she did that i'm offended yes i know but i no longer know them after the flesh we treat people with respect regardless of who they are or where they are in life no we treat them with dignity and honor when i talk to certain people and i address them i say ah okay sir okay man and, and people look at me that no 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 you're much older than i am why you i said no that's not it doesn't mean anything you wherever you are in life it doesn't mean that you're not beginning to treat people because you seem to be above them in a way no 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 we allow the love of God find expression. That's why we are believers. That's why we are Christians. That's why we are Christians. There's a story in scripture. In 2 Samuel chapter 9. If you can turn there, 2 Samuel chapter 9 from verse 1. I'm reading the Bible in basic English. It says, And David said, Is there still anyone of Saul's family? So that I may be a friend to him because of Jonathan. This is a story of the love of God. Is there anyone in David's family? In, Saul, in Saul's family? So that I may be a friend to him because of Jonathan. Now there was of Saul's people a servant named Zeba. And they sent him to David and the king said to him, Are you Zeba? And he said, I am. And the king said, Is there anyone of Saul's family? still living to whom I may be a friend in God's name and Ziba said there is a son of Jonathan whose feet are damaged he said there is someone but that person doesn't qualify he said there was someone but he doesn't look like it he doesn't look like deserving the love he is so low he's he what does he do he handles the gate he's just a gatekeeper what does he do? He's so low. He, he, he's the one that picks my trash. What does he do? He's so low. He's, he doesn't qualify. He said, but is there someone, not because of myself, but in God's name, because of God, that I may show mercy to? Is there someone? He said, there is. But in our eyes, he doesn't qualify. His feet are damaged. So he doesn't look like it. He doesn't look like he deserved the love. There is someone. There is someone in the family of Saul, but it doesn't look like it. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, he's in the house of Micah, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Then King David sent and had him taken from Lodabar, from the house of Micah, the son of Amir. And Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, came to David and falling down on his face gave him honor and david said mephibosheth said and he answered him your servant is here and david said to him have no fear for truly i will be good to you because of your father it doesn't matter who you are where you are what you've done but because of what jesus has done you qualify because of the sacrifice on the cross you qualify because of what Jesus has laid his life for, you qualify. 
So wherever you are, God can send to pick you up and bring you from the lowest of the lowest. The guy was at Lodabar, but he picked him up and brought him to the palace because of his father. Because of his father. He said, because of your father, Jonathan, and I will give back to you all the land which souls, which was souls, and you will have a place at my table at all times. When the sacrifice of Jesus was, it was a sacrifice that crossed all eternity. It went through past, through present, and through future, and settled your life completely. So when the love shows, it says, I will give you a place at all times. So the sacrifice of Jesus and the love of Jesus has come to give us a place at all times. Every time. So we are always on the high. We're never on the low. It doesn't matter what the situation looks at that moment, but we're always on the high. We're never on the low. We're always on the high. Why? Because he has made us to sit together with him in heavenly places. That's where we are. So when he died and he rose again, he brought us to that place where he is and said, sit here. And the Bible says, God had put everything under his feet and then gave Jesus everything and then did what? Gave us Jesus. So we don't have everything, but Jesus has everything. But as long as we have Jesus, we have everything. So I don't need to have everything. I just need to have Jesus. Because the Father has put everything under him and then he gave Jesus to us. But God knew that if I give them these things, it can be taken away from them. If I give them these things, it can be taken away from them. But if I give everything to Jesus and give Jesus to them, as long as they have Jesus, they have everything. So the Father is not concerned about the things that we have or don't have. He's concerned about one thing, my son. Because I know if you have my son, you have everything. If you have my son, you have everything. And that's all we need. Verse 8. It says, And he went down on his face before the king and said, What is your servant for you to take note of a dead dog such as I am? He concluded in himself that he wasn't even worth it. Then the king sent for Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, All the property of Saul and of his family I have given to your master's son. You know, I told us the other day, the things that you think you don't have that are in the hands of other people, they're just custodians. When you realize who you are and the prince now gets on the horse, everything that belongs to the prince comes to him. It comes to him. So they are just custodians. When the time comes, power changes hands. When the time comes, the resources come to your hand. But when you realize who you are, first of all, realize who you are and who you are in Christ Jesus. He said, everything that is for your master, I have given it to your master's son. Because why? He has come to town. The rightful heir has come. But before they thought he didn't qualify because his feet was damaged. Before they thought he didn't qualify because he was in low debar. Because he was somewhere else. Verse 10. 
says that you and your sons and your servants are to take care of the land for him and get in the fruit of it so that your master's son may have food but Mephibosheth, said your master's son will have a place at my table at all times verse 11 then Ziba said to the king every order which you have given to your servant will be done as for Mephibosheth, he had a place at David's table like one of the king's sons and Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah and all the people living in the house of Ziba were servants to Mephibosheth so Mephibosheth went on living in Jerusalem for he took all his meals at the king's table and he had not used his feet that part struck me the most and he had not used his feet so sometimes we get ourselves conditioned by our condition and then we say because I am in this state God cannot use me but God saying regardless of your state I can use you I don't need your state to use you he said he did not use his feet but he was at the king's palace but he considered himself that because I didn't have feet I'm not fit for the palace but when he got to the palace his feet was not needed to get him to the palace ask yourself what are the things you are limiting yourself in thinking that those things are the things that require you to get to the place that God wants you to get and you say because I don't have them because I can't do them because I'm not gifted in this or skilled in this I cannot I cannot God says I don't need that everything I have is in Jesus as long as you have Jesus that's all you need that's all the feet you need that's all the hands you need that's all the legs you need. That's everything you need. That's all the resources you need. That's everything. That's everything. I read a story of a boy many, many years ago. This boy was continually being getting into trouble. He was always breaking the rules at school and all that and his father couldn't understand he gave him everything he wanted he sent him money he went fishing with him did ball games with him did everything showed him some love unconditional love but the father couldn't understand why this boy kept misbehaving and, and kept and kept breaking all the rules he even raised him in church you know and all that he had attended Sunday school for about five years and the, the father kept reading the Bible to him and all that His father had never provoked him to anger so the the, the father was 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 the, the son's behavior was a mystery to the father so one day his son was upstairs was playing ball like baseball or something and I told him never again don't play baseball you know how we tell our kids don't don't play in the sitting room don't play here play in this area and all that so give him that instruction don't play the baseball upstairs and all that repeatedly and then the boy broke one of the windows of the of the bedroom but was 10 years old at the time you know and then father understood that look you're 10 years old you should know better you should know better at, at the fact that I've told you this over and over again 
So the father went upstairs and took his belt. And then the boy knew that the father was coming. So uh, he just, you know, when we know that we've offended our parents and the punishment is the flogging. So before they say, stretch your hand. How many of you have done that before? Uh, don't, don't, you, before they say, stretch your hand. Like this. You know, and all that. So the guy stretched and he knelt down, took his kneeling, beating position. Some of us have beating position those days. What's our parents just say, stand here, I'm coming. Just know that that is beating. You know? So the son got there, he knelt down and was waiting for the father to come flog him. And then the father got there and gave the son the belt and said, take son, flog me. And the father took off his shirt, knelt down by the bed and said, I want you to give me seven lashes with this belt across my back. And the son began to cry. Why? Why, why would you ask me to do that? You know? And the father kept insisting. I needed to do it. You know? So the son kept hitting, but it wasn't hard enough. And the father said, harder, 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 harder. And the boy was like, Daddy, why, 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 why? So after a while, the son kept harder and harder and harder and harder seven times. You know? And the father said to him, Son, do you know why I had to do this? He said, No. The father said, when Jesus went to the cross for us, he took the worst punishment that has ever been inflicted upon any man. He was pummeled, he was beaten, his beard was plucked out, and he was punished like no one has ever been punished before. And I asked him a question. He said, who do you think did that to Jesus? The boy said, yeah, the Roman army and all that. Yeah, the Roman army, they did that to him, you know. Or maybe it was the Jews, he was just mentioning, you know. And the father said, no. He said it was God the Father giving Jesus the punishment that we deserve. It's in scripture. Isaiah 52 and 53. He said he took the punishment that he didn't deserve. He took it. Who deserved it? Us. Who did we offend? The Father. Who deserved to punish us? The Father. Who did the Father punish instead? Jesus. He didn't offend the Roman army. So that was the father giving Jesus all the lashes that we deserve. That's how much the father loves us. That's how much the father loves us. I don't know where you are right now in your walk with God, in your relationship with him. But nothing compares to the love of the Father. To receive that love and to know that love and then in return be a giver and distributor of that love. Be the one that carries the love that everywhere you go you are demonstrating that love. Everywhere you go other people are pulling from that love that you have received from him. 
is the love of the Father. He took the punishment that we deserve. So that we can be salt of the world and light of the world. That's why in that video you see when the father saw the, the lady who was destined to die, uh, the one who was going to take drugs, and now a new life has come up, the father was happy. He said, the sacrifice is worth it. So when each time you and I step out and the love of God finds expression through us to other people, God says, the sacrifice is worth it. Each time we step beyond our boundary and go and give a helping hand to people and look to people beyond their mistakes, he says, the sacrifice is worth it. Each time we talk to someone about Jesus and lead other people to Christ, said the sacrifice is worth it. That's what we're called to do. That's what church is all about. That's what. Church, that's why we preach. We're equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? Reconciling. He said he has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. That's all. It's not just telling people everywhere. That, hey, be born again, be born again. No! It's through the life that we live. In our workplaces, in our homes, our neighbors. They see us and they see Jesus in us. They see Jesus in us. That's the work of the ministry. Reconciling people to God. Through us. Anywhere we step, everywhere we enter, light shows. Everywhere we enter, the result. Everywhere we step, illumination happens. Why? We're reconciling men to God. See, as much as it lies in us, live peaceably with all men. There shouldn't be anything too difficult that anyone would do to you. That you will hold so much in your hands. You? Till I die, I can't forgive you. People make statements like that. They don't know the love of God. They don't know. And even in his death, he said what? Father, forgive them. Why? They don't know. They don't know. Forgive them. They don't know. So when people wrong us and hurt us, they don't know. But we know better. We know better. They don't know. It don't do anything to you. It can only take away my self-esteem in your eyes but in my own eyes I'm still okay the way I am it's the love of the father that's all the preaching there is that's everything about church allow Jesus find expression stand to your feet God will give us as many chances over and over again Till we come into the fullness we have in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus Christ has paid the ultimate price. Never, never conclude that, oh, God has given me my last chance. No, never ever conclude. God will keep giving you chances. He will keep giving you chances. He will keep giving you chances. Because the sacrifice of Jesus is a perfect sacrifice. So he will keep giving you chances. And giving chances. Bow your heads, church. I don't know where you are in your walk with God. I don't know where you are in your relationship with Him. But if this is the time you sense in your heart to mend that relationship, 
just where you are just go ahead and talk to God anywhere you need to mend that relationship just go ahead and talk to him and if you need to create a new relationship with him and say Lord I want to know you I want to I want to embrace that sacrifice and I want to give my life to you just come towards me if that's your decision then come towards me and if that's your decision to say Lord I just want to mend the relationship I've been far away from you wherever you are just just whatever it is you want to do kneel bow your heads or weep just it's between you and your maker right now I'm mending that relationship with you I'm mending that relationship I'm mending that relationship a new turn a new experience a new dawn I want to see something anew something afresh just talk to God all heads bow just you are it's you and the Holy Spirit right now the love of the Father is all I want right now I want to embrace that love I want to encounter that love I want a new experience with him so that through me through me love will find expression it will reach out to other people my life will count for something it will amount for something. It will not just be ordinary. That the reason I'm here, the reason he saved me, the reason he died for me, will begin to find expression in my life. This is the moment, church. That's why we do church. That's why we do everything that we do. That's why. Wherever you are, whether you're in front, whether you're kneeling, whether you're standing, whether you're bowed heads, just talk to God in your own words. Just ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Just ask for the help of the Spirit of grace. Say, I need your help, Holy Spirit. I need your help, Holy Spirit. And if you're renewing your commitment with Him, just say, I renew that commitment today. I, knew the, I renew the commitment to love again. To receive your love and let that love show out to the world around me. So that everywhere I encounter people, I leave them better than I met them. That through me, Jesus will find expression. Through me, the love of God will reach out to the world around me. And then men will be reconciled to him. In one more minute, just talk to him. I receive the love of Holy Spirit. I receive the love of the Father. Today, this moment, right now, I receive that love in my heart. Never again, never again, never again will I remain the same. Lift your hands, everyone, wherever you are. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.